Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast, and today's episode, I have Anna Katz with me, and she is a Facebook ads expert. And man, I got to tell you, she keeps it simple. I mean, Facebook ads, seriously, it's a beast. And, you know, most of us probably feel a little bit, slightly, a little bit overwhelmed when it comes to Facebook ads. But it really doesn't have to be that bad. So I highly recommend that you sit down, listen to the episode, let Anna tell you how you can get started with, you know, the targeting, go over your creatives and your copy, test, test, test. Obviously, it's a huge thing, but there's so much great stuff in this episode. So take the time, listen, learn a little bit more about Facebook ads and start running those ads. And whatever you do, don't stop running those ads. <laughs> okay. Um, if you're launching though, or you're planning to launch, as always, I'd love to hear what you got going. So send me a DM and see. let's see how I can support you in your launch. All right, let's jump into the episode. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Westgar, and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. All right. Welcome to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I am your host, Ken Muscar, and today I'm joined by my guest, Anna Katz. Welcome, Anna. Thank you, Ken, for having me. I'm honored to have you on the podcast because this was your third podcast that you're on. So that's an honor. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. We're going to talk a little bit about Facebook ad strategy, funnels for Facebooks and business in general. Uh, but, but we, sorry, but before we jump into that, I would love for you to just share a few things about you know who you are, who you serve, and who you how you help them. Yeah, so I am Anna Katz, and I am the owner of Anna Katz Digital. I am a digital marketing strategist, and I have a Facebook and Instagram ads agency for e-commerce and for e-commerce businesses and course creators and online coaches who are not only ready to scale but also want to make a big impact. So those are the people who I serve. Mm, nice, nice, nice. Um, where do we start with Facebook ads strategy? I mean, it's such a huge topic. So where would you like to start? So I would like to start, like, I'm all about the strategy, you know, it's so easy to just go on Facebook and just try to do an ad or just go into your Instagram and try to boost a post, Mm -hmm. which is a big no, 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 no. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) If you don't want to waste your money, don't do that. Why so is first, that though? Can we, can we um, just talk about the why? Why is boosting so bad? Boosting is so bad because there is no way for you to target the right audience. Mm-hmm. You can target like engagement audiences or very cold audiences, but there is no way for you to to follow a funnel 
for people to know you and then to convert from you. Mm-hmm. So, so if you don't want to waste your money, just please don't okay. push that boost button. Duly noted. <laughs> and, and it's funny because a lot of people that reach out to me, they're like, oh, we've run ads in the past. We just want to learn a little bit. And then when I start, when, when they jump on, on coaching calls with me, they don't even have a um, business manager set up. So all they've been doing is boosting the posts and because they don't know the right way to do it, they just, that's, that's the way they think advertising works on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so, so it's strategies. It's, it's really, really important for me. I always for, for my ads management clients or for my coaching clients, I always like to teach them how to walk people through the funnel. Because you will see the difference in conversion rates. A lot of people think Facebook is that magic tool where they like go and put their products in there, they put the lead magnets in there, and then they launch and people are just magically going to buy from Facebook. Because you know it's Facebook, you can get in front of everybody. But if you don't warm up that audience before you get in front of them, they're not going to convert. Okay. So, but how do we start, you know, figuring out the funnel? Obviously you said, like I said, we need a funnel. So how do we figure out where do we start to design this funnel? Mm-hmm. Especially for people who are just starting out. Um, so if you don't have a big email list, right? I will recommend you to start with engagement ads. And even if you don't have a big, big budget, just I always do engagement ads for my clients because what Facebook wants, you know, it's engagement. You know, yeah. why do you go on Instagram and spend like like 20 times a day and just scroll mm-hmm. just because you're engaging with your friends? So I like to run even $5 a day engagement campaigns just to show the algorithm that my account or my client's account are getting engagement and mm-hmm. engagement and that in the long term is gonna translate into lower cost per conversions lower cost per leads lower cost per purchase okay right there's a learning curve for facebook as well isn't it so but this is like a long-term thing that you kind of set up so yes, that you yes don't but really i set it to... up from the very beginning yeah. So in one month from now or two months from now, your cost per leads, we're gonna, it's going to be so much lower. Your cost per conversion is going to be so much lower okay. because your account is getting that engagement. And engagement is comments, likes, shares, saves. So when you run engagement campaigns, don't expect conversions and leads because it's not going to happen. That's one yeah. of my big things with, as, a, as an ads manager. Just make sure you have the clear gold in mind uh, many people run like traffic campaigns to their website and they get disappointed when they don't get conversions from them mm. or when when they don't get the leads so i start with engagement campaigns and run that along with your lead magnet right okay yeah. so to start building your email list and to start getting people to know who you are and and what product what you're good at you know mm-hmm. um why they should follow you and check out your website and check you out on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you hang out. So if you, especially if, even if you have a big email list or you, if you don't have an email list, start with your, with your lead magnet um, and start with interest audiences. So, yeah. because if you don't have an audience yet, that's where you, which, where, where you should start. But one thing about interest audiences, everybody think about interest as your audiences as just the demographic the competitors and the age 
and mm-hmm. the gender, right? Yeah. And in order for you to get better costs and more leads, you need to really know your ideal customer avatar. Mm-hmm. Not just who your competitors are, but what are their behaviors? Right. What do they do on their free time? Are they like luxury customers? They like to travel or um, what books do they read? What followers do they follow? What mm-hmm. influencers they follow? What even what, like, what shows they watch? And you won't think you'll be afraid to get in front of so many people, but when you have the right message on the ad, like on the copy and the creative, you will be, be able to get in front of people where your competitors are not getting in front of because everybody's trying to target the same people, right? Mm-hmm. But can you get too specific with the targeting so that you're not getting a big enough audience to kind of get in front of? You could get too specific, but that's actually dangerous because uh, when you create interest audiences, the bigger the audience, the better for the algorithm to mm-hmm. have enough data to know who engages with, with you right. and who doesn't, you know? So when you get create very narrow audiences, like now I mean like 10,000 people, mm-hmm. your cost per lead is going to be very high because you're not giving the algorithms enough data for them to play with. Right. So usually the interest audiences that I create are like at least 1 million, mm-hmm. you know? And, and I usually yeah. test like, three audiences at the time. Yeah, I was going to ask that because are you doing more, yeah, different types of audiences so you don't package everything into one Mm -hmm, type mm -hmm, of audience. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, and then we'll we'll talk about how I do the testing for the creative and the copy later. But for the targeting, um, I do at least, depending on the budget, right? So I do three audiences at the time and test at least for three days and I don't touch them. So I test... The cold audience is for three days. And a lot of people, like, after one day, they start freaking out. They're like, oh, we're not getting any conversions. Mm-hmm. No, you need to give Facebook enough time for them to learn your audiences, especially if your Facebook account is, is brand new. Just be patient with it. Mm-hmm. So test three audiences, see which ones work, which ones don't work. Turn off the ones that don't work and then test a new one usually with 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 my clients and with my ads i like when i'm doing the audit i create eight different audiences which i'm not gonna use all of them at the same time but i test three and then turn off what doesn't work and then i add a new one but mm-hmm. i have all of them back in the back end so like every time i'm not like thinking about which audiences i should test and also make sure try to make sure they're about the same size Right. Uh, and always when you're testing, test the budget at ads level, never do a campaign level because then if you do the budget at a campaign level, Facebook will optimize for you mm-hmm. and they will most likely optimize for the, uh, they'll optimize really quick and for the biggest audience. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you're optimizing for the base, best audience. So when I do a testing, I optimize, I do the budget at ads level and then I, when I know which audiences really work then i'll duplicate and then turn the budget to campaign budget optimization right and how long do you run this test for to make sure that you get enough uh, feedback from the audience or engagement from the audience that telling you that this is the right audience so i mean you can facebook ads is all about test 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 so 
honestly, I'm always testing new audiences for my clients. When the mm -hmm. cost per list starts going up, I turn those off and then start testing new ones. But the minimum time is three days. So by okay. one week, I know if it works or if it doesn't work. Oh, that's nice. Then you, you know, if you have a month uh, ahead of for launch, let's say you do that, have a month ahead, then you have like almost four weeks before you uh, to actually test out your audience and see what who you can target mm -hmm. during your launch. The other cold audiences that are like a must have for me are the lookalike audiences. Mm -hmm. Those I always have. If you have an email list that is at least uh, 1,500 people to 2,000 people, upload that email list to Facebook. Many people don't know this, but you can upload your email list to Facebook. And it's like, it surprises me every time I talk to my clients and they have like, I have a new client that has, she has like 10,000 people in her email list and mm -hmm. she's been running ads for a while and she never uploaded her email list to Facebook, which is a huge like missing opportunity. She's, she was like yeah. so much money on Because that's people who actually engage with her content. So yeah, yeah. And she also, so she had like a 10, um, 10,000 10, people email list and then like 4,000 people buyers. So oh, wow. imagine creating a lookalike, like the, the best lookalike that she has right now is the lookalike of the buyers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so if you have those big email lists, please upload them to Facebook and create a lookalike out of them because lookalike audiences are huge audiences of people who are very, very similar to your warm audiences, which are your email list, your website mm -hmm. traffic, your engagers. So those are the ones that are most likely to convert from you. And those many times work better than the interest audiences. Right. And, but there's a limit to the email list of how many people it needs to be on that list, right? Yes. So, so you could do it like some people do it if they have like under 1,000, but I never use those that data because this, we're not giving Facebook enough information about who our, our, our e who the people in our email list is for mm -hmm. them to, to match those behaviors with other people. So at least if you have like at least 2000 people in your email list, go ahead and create a lookalike audience of that. Okay. But would you recommend that they don't do a lookalike audience if they don't have, let's say they if have they 500 have, people. If, no, don't do that. Oh, okay. No, don't do it. You can test that, like Facebook ads is all about testing. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think you'll get great results from it. All right. Um, website traffic. So create a lookalike of your website traffic. If you don't have a lot of website traffic yet, even if you don't, make sure you install the, pic the Facebook pixel on your website. Because mm -hmm. Facebook, even if you're not running ads right now, Facebook is always going to be tracking that data. So when you're ready to run ads, they already have that data in place for you to create your website traffic audience and your lookalike audience of the website traffic. So that's right. a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, for sure. And then the other lookalike is engagers, people who have engaged with you in Facebook or Instagram. That's not as warm as website traffic and email list, mm -hmm. but, but that's also a good one to test. Okay. So do you test these in three separate ad sets or... So yeah, each audience goes in a separate audience. Mm -hmm. So for example, like I can test 
one lookalike of email lists, one lookalike of buyers, and one lookalike of interest of people who I know for sure are my customers. After that, I test for from three to seven days, see what works, what doesn't work, turn them off, and then I add a new one. Mm-hmm. And then I, when I've gone through like eight or 10 of my audiences, then I know for sure which ones work and which ones don't work. I'll duplicate that. And then I turn the campaign value optimization on for mm-hmm. Facebook to do its job. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where you start with cold targeting, especially mm-hmm. if you don't have a warm audience yet. Right. So that's the, that's the, the, the beginning of our funnel. Yeah. After that, we're going to move on into warm audiences. So who are your warm audiences? Warm audiences are your email list, your website traffic, and the people who engage with you in social media. Mm-hmm. So, and then what people don't realize is that when people, when you have those cold audiences and people start clicking on your ads and opting for your lead magnets, you start converting people from cold audience to warm audience. Yeah. Right? So that, that's how you start walking people through the final. For your cold audiences, make sure when you're doing them, you're excluding your warm audiences from the targeting. Because many, okay. this is very easy to miss. But if you have a cold targeting campaign for leads, people to be on your email list, but if you're targeting your email list with this cold targeting campaign, you're wasting your money and you're annoying your, your current email list. Mm-hmm. So you just make sure you exclude your warm audience and then create a separate campaign for your warm audience, right? Right. Yeah. This is when you can do engagement or when you're ready to do your launch. Mm-hmm. So that's how you start working people to the funnel. And then, so you create a campaign for email list, website traffic, and engagers. I, many of the times, because the website traffic and email, email list are very similar people, many times they could be the same people. Uh, many times I put them in the same ad set. Engagers, I put them on a different ad set to see if it works or doesn't work because it doesn't mean it doesn't always mean that people who follow you on Instagram are the ones who are gonna convert. Mm, yeah, exactly. And then you have your like, hard audiences who are your customers mm-hmm. and people who abandon your cart. These are these are the ones that you need to retarget when you're on launch mode, right? Yeah. They, those are the ones who, who will give you their money. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so that's how I walk people through the funnel. Mm-hmm. And that's the best way to, to, to get somebody to convert. And it doesn't like when, when you're launching, you should be putting your ads out like at least two weeks beforehand. But for testing purposes, please give yourself one month. So you have two weeks doing like, um, the launch runway mm-hmm. and then give yourself two weeks before that for you to test your audiences and your creative so you yeah. know which audiences will work for sure and which creative will work for sure that way when you're ready to optimize and increase your budget you know what works and what doesn't work don't do the test in two weeks be- like two weeks before you do your master class or your challenge because mm-hmm. those two weeks it's gonna be testing and 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 it, you're gonna spend a lot of money <laughs> yeah that will be a waste of money Yes. Yeah. So what would be the next step now that you test it out, everything, you kind of figure out who the audience is. Like you said, you have like this funnel idea that you 
use with your coaching clients. So the next step after setting up this ads and having it running and you. So, 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 so we talk about how to talk. We just talked about the targeting, right? How right. To, to walk the audience to the target. So it goes from cold to warm, which is when you start running the launch. Well, like cold is when you start doing the lead magnets and start slowly getting people into your masterclass. You just start running to ads to your masterclass. And then warm is when you start targeting people to join your masterclass. And then very hot is when you do the dynamic targeting when you, when you want them to buy your product, right? Mm-hmm. But the other thing that people don't get really well is the testing of your creative, right? Right. Because when you test too many things at the same time, too many images, too much copy, too many audiences at the same time, how do you know what's working and what's not working? Yeah, exactly. So I usually do pick one copy at first. Like I usually have like three different types of copy, three different types of creative, and then like multiple audiences. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I do is, for example, like I know the look like of my buyers is going to convert for sure, right? Mm-hmm. So pick one audience first that you know it's going to convert for sure. And pick one copy of the three types of copy that you have that you think is the best. And then start testing your images first. So test your images or your creative, your videos, whatever you have for three days or four days. See which the winner is. Pick the winners based on your goal. So, so if if your goal is to get more leads, then check like what's the lowest cost cost per lead, mm-hmm. and what's giving you most more, more leads. So turn off what doesn't work after three four days, and then start testing the copy to so to those images that work to that one image that work. Then start testing the three types of copy that you have. Mm-hmm. And then again, run that for three days and you're going to know right away which one is. It's like so funny. You know right away which what copy works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So after you have the winner image and the winner copy, then you can start testing the audiences. Nice. Yeah. I love and this is, this is so fun to do when you're doing ads for your lead magnet because then when you're doing the ads for your launch, you will already know what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think people... I mean, when you explain it like this, it sounds so simple, but I think people are so intimidated by the whole, you know, Facebook ads. It seems so such a beast, you know, when you try mm-hmm. to kind of get started with it. But if you break it down, like you like you said here, I mean, it, you make it sound so simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so like I said at the beginning, it always starts with the strategy. Just sit down before when you're planning your launch or when you're planning your lead magnet and see what the strategy is going to be. Just don't wait until the last minute to start running your Facebook ads. And once you have the step-by-step on how to do it, it will be so much easier. It will be much easier for you to optimize and to spend the money wisely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Is there any minimum to the budget? I mean, for some people, they might, you know, seem like a lot of money to spending even five dollars a day um mm-hmm. is that like the minimum that you can spend or yeah you can spend should? like if you're just doing lead magnets you can spend like right now especially because election season just 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 ended here in the u.s hopefully mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um and the holidays the cost per lead is much higher than what we were getting i was getting like 20 cents cost per lead and like 25x return on ad spend during COVID, like not COVID right now, but like in back in In March when the pandemic just started uh, because everybody quit advertising and then once they stayed on, 
One, because there were a lot of eyeballs <laughs> on social media. Yeah. So, so kudos to you if, you if you kept advertising. I bet you, you, you made your money back. Uh, but right now, it's like we're getting like $4 cost per lead to $7 cost per lead. Mm-hmm. Because of everything that's going on right now. Yeah. Although some of my clients are getting like $0.45 cents cost per lead. But it's because they have the other pieces of the funnel in place. Right, yeah. So this is another thing that's so important about Facebook ads. It's just not about the ads. It's about what else you ha- you're doing on your end to make sure you keep your audiences engaged. Mm-hmm. So my dream customer for me are the ones who have a Facebook group that's engaged or that have that are very active on social media and that, that, that have an audience that engages with them because – First of all, Facebook has all that data. Even if you're not running ads right now, Facebook knows you have a very active account on social media and you have an audience that engages with you. So when you're running ads, your cost per lead is going to be very low because Facebook is not going to know which audiences work for you. You know, they already have all the data. Also, just make sure you have the, the email funnels in place, right? Yeah. It's not enough for you to get somebody into your email list. But if they never hear from you again, they're probably not going to opt in for your masterclass or they're not going to attend it because they don't really know you. So just make sure you're always building those relationships with your audience once you acquire them so they convert. Yeah, and that's a big part of the funnel as well. Make Mm -hmm. sure that, you know, once you get them on the email list, which is probably one of the strategies, then you got to make sure that you nurture them all the way through. You nurture them, yeah. For the launch. Mm-hmm. It's so important. You're like engaging with them. Like, I know people that are like a little like scared of doing lives or, or Instagram stories, but just remember people do business with people. Why are they going to choose you instead of your competitors? It's because of who you are. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, it's not just what you sell. It's they want you, you know? Yep. Um, so just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, those are, those are the campaigns that, that, that work better and that, and that convert better depending on how engaged your audience is with you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so now we talked about the targeting, talked about the creatives and is there anything more about the ads specifically that we need to think about or are we ready to kind of go to the next step in the funnel? So, so I gave you all the steps on the, from the final, from cold to warm to, to mm-hmm. hot, which is converting them. The other thing that you need to keep in mind is your analytics. Know mm-hmm. what to optimize for and what to look for. Again, if you're running engagement ads, don't expect conversions and don't turn your engagement ads off because they're not converting. Just look at your cost per, enga- per, per engagement. If they're like around 10 cents, that it's good. If they're like 30 cents to to a dollar then you're probably targeting the wrong audience and you need to optimize the audience mm-hmm. um cost per click will tell you if the audience is engaging or not but for example for conversions or leads if my cost per click is low but i'm getting a good amount like a good cost per conversion or a good cost per lead then that's that's the metric that i want to follow my cost per lead and cost per conversion as opposed to the click through rate Mm-hmm. yeah that makes so sense. it's just like having like being very clear about what metrics you need to keep in mind when you're optimizing 
So that way you know how to scale. So the way I scale, this is very important. Once you're done with your testing, what do you need? What's the next step? Scaling, mm-hmm. increasing your budget. Because if you want like 1,000 people to obtain to your masterclass and then you know your cost per lead is $5 and you have to do the math to know how much money you need to spend on Facebook ads to get to those 1,000 people, right? Mm-hmm. So the way I optimize the budget is every three days, I increase it by 30%. Okay. Every three or every two days. If you give Facebook, like, let's say you know something is working, then you like 10x your budget right away, your cost per lead is going to go up because you're not going to let the algorithm like gradually optimize, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's so another uh, that's thing, important. Yeah, yeah, that's important. Another thing you can do if you don't have enough time, you can just duplicate the campaign and increase the budget. But many times, this is going to be <laughs> Facebook world. Many times when you duplicate the campaign, the performance is, is not the same. Right. So, so if you have something that is working, just be patient and optimize every two to three days and increase your budget by 30%. Because hmm. if you, what happens if you duplicate like the campaign? Does it, Facebook kind of start all over again with the learning. Yeah. So every time you edit a campaign, the learning phases resets. Mm -hmm. So it's going to start from zero, but it's so weird with Facebook. Many times when something's working, you duplicate it. You're not, you're not going to get the same results. Right. So you should just change the campaign and keep that going instead of, duplicating and starting kind of over so if you're gonna like edit this is something i also say if you're gonna if you for example if if you're gonna change your demographic Mm -hmm. let's say if you were doing like a demographic 30 to 65 plus and then you're gonna lower it to 20 to 65 plus i usually recommend do not edit the original campaign okay right just duplicate inside i mean the original ad set duplicate inside the same campaign Mm -hmm. and turn the original off because many times what, what, what happens is if the second one that you duplicated didn't work, you can bo- go back and turn the original back on. Or you also don't have anything to compare against to, to know if it's working or if it's not working. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what would be... I mean, yes, we're testing all these things and Facebook will do all the things that we need to do. But what do we need to do, you know, after we run our Facebook ads? Is there anything that we need to, like we, we kind of touched a little bit on it, you know, with the email list and nurture them. Mm-hmm. But is there anything else that we need to think about once we kind of get those people aboard? And because I know you talk a lot about that in your strategy as well, you know, kind of mm-hmm. what, what happens after the Facebook ads. So after, like, you mean if, if the launch, well, after the launch is over? Um, or if you're trying, like, well, lead, like after you kind of, yeah, after the lead magnet, when you kind of have got like them it, on it, 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 Oh, what happens is you need to start nurturing them, mm-hmm. right? So you, you got them on your email list. Just make sure you start nurturing them in the emails and buy them to your to social media wherever you hang out so they they engage with you Mm -hmm. do you retarget them during the launch and all that stuff so you during the launch you retarget them if you want to like run 
you can also like pick your most successful IG posts or Instagram posts and run them as ads. So people can keep you in mind if you're not on launch mode, if you're not promoting anything right now, Mm -hmm. but you can also like do it organically. So you're not spending the money on it. Uh, But once they join your lead magnet, right? You don't have to keep paying for that warm traffic. You can just engage them organically. And then when you're ready to launch your product, then you can retarget those warm audiences with inviting them to your webinar, to your challenge, to your Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Is there any difference versus retargeting versus, you know, doing your regular Facebook ads? What's the, what's the difference? So, so cold targeting is if you want to, like, if they don't know who you, they don't know who you are. Right. Mm-hmm. And then retargeting is when you're, retargeting your email is in your website traffic because you have something coming up and 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 like if you do your, when you just do it organically just like 10 percent to 5 percent of your audience will see it right when you promote on social media when you, but mm-hmm. when you do it on ads pretty much everyone in your ads will see it yeah so retarget so use retargeting when you're ready to launch your product mm-hmm. so you do that throughout your entire launch right mm-hmm. yes throughout your launch and mm-hmm. then you finish your, your masterclass or your challenge and then you retarget that list that opt-in for your masterclass mm-hmm. through Facebook ads to let them know that you have cart open or cart is closing and to promote your product. Yeah. Um, do you do any ads in particular after the launch? In some kind of, is there anything different in those ads or do you kind of just jump right back into you know, kind of where we started and keep yes. going. Yeah. Yes. So you always are on pre-launch mode, right? Exactly. And these yeah. are the people who have most success <laughs> on Facebook ads and, and on their business. Uh, so always, always, always have a engagement campaign running and a lead magnet campaign running. So you keep growing your email list because mm. your lowest cost per conversion is going to go come from your email list, from your warm audience. So after your launch is over, just make sure you keep running your lead magnet ads and your engagement ads. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Simple yes. It's that. a whole cycle. It's a whole cycle. Yeah. <laughs> it never yeah. ends. No, but it's, it's the same thing. You see, like, I, I can tell, like, some some influencers and even like very smart people that I know that they pretty much only show up two weeks before they're ready to launch something. And like, it frustrates me, you know, because you want them to only like always show up, but you know, you're like, Oh, I'm getting like emails every day from this person. What's she going to sell? And like a week later, they're selling you something and inviting you to something. Yeah. So just make sure you're always showing up to your audience because for your audience, because that's that's where you're gonna get the results. Yeah, and the beauty is that you can just you know use that time to test, and then yes. when, once you get yeah. to the next launch again, you know you're already you you're know all set. What, what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing when you're launching. You you know once you're done with one launch, you kind of just start get started on the launch runway for the next one. So yeah. same yeah. thing. Facebook ads yeah. just continues with it. Yes, it's the same thing. Love it. Love it. Um, so if we were going to just recap really shortly, what do we have to think about from the first step to the last step here? So it's all about the strategy, right? Don't just sell, don't just try to sell to a cold audience because your cost per conversion is going to be very high or you're not going to get any sales. 
Uh, so just when you sit down uh, to think about your Facebook ads, think about the strategy and think mm-hmm. about who your cold audiences are going to be, who your warm audiences are going to be, and who your like, hot audiences are going to be, and how the retargeting and the cycle is going to go through. I have uh, this very cool um, download for your audience where I yes. teach them exactly how to target their audience because i know this how it's like sometimes i feel like i'm teaching <laughs> algebra like, with, my, with, my, with my coaching clients i'm like teaching them and i look at the computer and they're like because <laughs> it's what com- is this it could be complicated. Yeah. yeah it could be complicated uh but once you you sit down and like do it a step by a step and a piece of paper it's not as as bad as it sounds um so it, it's called the ultimate guide to Facebook and Instagram ads targeting. And I teach you what audiences exactly to target when, when you're targeting a cold audience, when you're targeting a warm audience, you're targeting a, a hot audience. And at mm-hmm. the end of it, I give you like a, a, a cheat sheet where, where I give you different ideas for your interest audiences if you don't know their behaviors yet. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we'll link that up in the show notes so that people can click on it and download it, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, any last tips that we might have missed for the audience? Let me let me think. No, I think we covered it all. Just just yeah. make sure you have a strategy in place before you start running Facebook ads. Because I know a lot of people who just push that boost button. Don't do that. Uh, <laughs> Make sure you have business managers set up, do everything through ads manager, every campaign that you do. Make sure you have your pixel in place on your website, even if you're not ready to run Facebook ads yet. That's so, so important. Make sure you, if you have an email list, make sure you upload that into Facebook to start creating those lookalike audiences. It's just like very basic Facebook ad stuff, but it's very easy to miss and Mm. it's very important to do. Yeah. So... Even if you're not ready to start running Facebook ads yet, just make sure you have these little things in place. Uh, so when you're ready to do it, you already you already have the pixel in place and you already know your audiences and it's not going to be as overwhelming as, as, as it usually is. Yeah. And like I said, you know, the way you kind of explained it, it sounds a lot simpler. And I think this is something people could easily get started with and, you know, mm-hmm. just test things out. Just like with launches, test and test and test and test. It's always test. That's the, the success behind, behind Facebook ads. It's always, because a lot of people are like, oh, Facebook ads doesn't work for me. Never converse. I'm like, it's not Facebook ads, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but it's true. You have to test, test, test. If an image doesn't work, test the next image. If copy didn't work, test the next. Just test what, what converts and what doesn't convert. Mm-hmm. It never ends. Yeah, just don't try to change everything all at once. Do one yeah, thing at a time. Yeah. yeah. And another thing that, that I didn't say is like very important Don't turn your campaigns off because many mm. people turn their lead magnets off for like two months and they're ready to launch and then they turn the lead magnets back off. What that does is Facebook's going to charge you more money for it because you're not feeding them the data consistently for them to learn who your audience is. Mm-hmm. So the longer you keep your ads running, just make them evergreen, never stop them. Just keep optimizing them. That way when you're ready to launch, and when you're on launch mode, your cost per lead is going to be lower and your cost per conversion is going to be lower because Facebook already has all this data of who your ideal customer is. Great. 
That's that's a great last tip to be honest. Yes, because yes. <laughs> a lot of people do that. They're like, oh, I'm, I'm done with my lunch. I'm going to turn this off. I'm going to stop spending the money. Mm-hmm. But it's going to cost you more in the long term. And yeah. you're not growing your list. And you make sure you're always growing your email list. So true, so true. Um, where can people kind of connect with you online and uh, reach out to you? Yeah, so they can check out my website at uh, Anacats Digital. I post blogs every day with, not every day, that'll be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> every week with, with videos on uh, like uh, free trainings and how to optimize your Facebook ads. And I'm also always on um, Instagram. They can find me there at Anacats Digital. Um, I always sharing different tips about Facebook ads, different stories, trainings, and that's where, where I'm usually at. Lovely. We'll put it all in the show notes as well. And um, I just want to say thank you for sharing your expertise on Facebook ad strategy and making it simple so people can get started with it. My pleasure. Awesome. There you have it, guys. We'll talk again next week. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.